There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Beyonce sits lay, Shantae, you stay. You say that's fishy, well I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears. The word of the gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. I'm your host, Lenny, and this is my fabulous co-host, Brendy. Hello! Thanks for tuning in today. Now you can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us any word suggestions. The Word of the Gay is actually a suggestion from a listener. For tonight's episode? Yes. How exciting. Lenny, what are we talking about? We're talking about the word closet. All right, let's just dive straight in. Let's open the door and just get back in. (laughs) Now, coming out of the closet is a metaphor for LGBT people's self-disclosure of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Yeah, a lot of queer people keep their status private for a certain period of time before coming out. And this time is said to be when they are closeted or in the closet. Yeah, it's almost a rite of passage where a queer person seeks to live their life openly and no longer feel the internal and external shame of not disclosing their sexual identity. And in the 19th century, gay rights activists started urging homosexual people to reveal their same-sex attractions as a way of freeing themselves from their big secret, especially elderly people. And in 1951, an American writer named Donald Webster Corey published his book, The Homosexual in America, writing about being in the closet by saying, society has handed me a mask to wear. Everywhere I go, at all times, and before all sections of society, I pretend. But the present-day expression, coming out, is thought to have originated in the early 20th century comparing gay people coming out to a debutante's coming-out ball, which is a celebration for the younger upper-class woman who makes her debut into formal society to announce she's eligible for marriage. So coming out in this time for gay men meant telling another gay man that they were also gay and available to date – And often a new group of gay men would come out in drag balls, which were modelled after debutante balls. Yeah, so coming out became about proudly joining the community. And drag balls at the time were often covered in newspapers. So coming out into gay society was well documented. But the closet metaphor didn't show up until at least the late 60s, when coming out became a key strategy for the gay liberation movement to raise political consciousness and tackle homophobia. And then in the 1980s, gay and lesbian social support discussion groups were sometimes called coming out groups, focusing on sharing coming out stories with the goal of reducing isolation and increasing LGBT visibility and pride. And there's also a link between the closet and the phrase skeleton in the closet, which refers to hiding something or living a life of secrecy too. She's got some skeletons in the closet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cleaning out a closet. (laughs) 
So, Lenny, what keeps people in the closet? There are many, many things that keep people in the closet. Religion. Religion is a huge one. Schooling. Yep. Family. Family. (laughs) (laughs) That was my list too. Um, Being raised with homophobia, an obvious one. But even like denial and shame, even if you've been raised in a very accepting environment. Yes. But there's also because of that extra layer of society on top of that. Another one, being married and having kids. Maybe realising a bit too late. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think also government and what country you grow up in. Oh, totally. Yeah. Some countries are, you know, it's still illegal, like Singapore and Egypt and Afghanistan. And representation too. Like, even if you have the feeling that you know that you are gay or just, I mean, queer in general, because this can refer to like quite a lot of letters in the acronym. If you do know that, you have that feeling inside, but you don't see it. Like, you might think you're the only one that feels that way and hence feel that. No it will role. go away or it's wrong or something like that. Yeah, and with yep. no ro- role models, you've yes. got no one to look up to or sort of have that sort of pathway mm. to be like, okay. Yeah. Well, I was thinking today, I did a little post on our Instagram about Portia de Rossi. And I yes. remember that so vividly, seeing her and Francesca, the, the woman she was in a relationship, seeing that in like the Women's Weekly and the New Idea. And it was one example of lesbian visibility, like real lesbians, not in like a, a TV show or something. Yeah. It just still has stuck in my memory. It was so rare to see that lesbian visibility. I didn't um, even know she was a lesbian before Ellen. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. I yeah. mean, besides the kiss that she did with Lucy Liu on Ellie McBeal, but like, <laughs> that was... Yeah, well, she didn't... I don't lipstick. think she was still, even though she was in a relationship for a few years and living with a woman, um, she wasn't out to the media, but she was to her right. friends and family. She was famously in the closet during the filming of Ally McBeal. Right, but um, it was all just slowly unravelling. Yes. Yeah. Because it's interesting, if you're a celebrity, you come out to, you know, the close people in your life. I mean, there's an expectation sometimes, but there's sometimes an, a need or a desire for the person to also come out to the public. I've, I've been there. Twice. Yes. <laughs> As a celebrity. As a, a Z-grade celebrity. Myself. Yeah. Um, yes, it was hard. Yes. Uh. <laughs> you know, because sometimes people will put a, you know, a letter on their website or they'll accept an award and they'll they'll come out there or hold a press conference. Did you uh, do any of those? Press <laughs> yeah, conference, press conference, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no questions. Yeah. No comment. No comment. <laughs> so there's actually a thing called the glass closet for celebrities. There is. Yeah. yeah, which means the open secret. Everybody knows that they are, but it's never been confirmed. Or announced, yes. Announced, yeah. Yeah. announced publicly. <laughs> I mean, and prime examples are you know, Ellen DeGeneres, Adam Lambert, Rosie mm-hmm. O'Donnell. Yeah, everyone has speculated and I guess maybe assumed based on stereotypes yes. um, that they were gay. There was a fair bit of hinting from Rosie O'Donnell and, and Ellen, Ellen. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and the CEO of this PR firm called 15 Minutes, who does a lot of work with gay clients and dun, kind dun, of dun, advises dun. them on that, he says that he usually only advises them to come out if it's something they're struggling with as a way of kind of moving past it, as opposed to if you know, you're totally comfortable with your sexuality, no need to come out publicly just for the sake of it, like if you want to retain that privacy or just not make it into a big deal. Okay. Um, but he said that... There's four types of gay in Hollywood. So firstly, there's the openly gay. Adam Lambert, obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, the gay and everyone knows it, but nobody talks about it. Ricky Martin back in 2000. Yes. The married. Uh, we'll go with Peter Allen, 1969. Yes. Eliza. Or there's John Travolta. 
John Travolta, yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. The closeted gay who doesn't talk about it. Harry Styles. (laughs) Allegedly. And the scream, I'll sue you if you say I'm a gay person. Well, I don't want to be sued, so let's not say his name, but I'll say was married to Nicole Kidman (laughs) and Penelope Cruz. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And he has the same name as Penelope Cruz. Ah, spelled differently. Yes. Um, in other words, to quote this article, the no closet, the glass closet, the cast iron closet, and the closet you get buried in, which is quite sad. That is really sad. Yeah, it's dark. Well, I mean, if you're talking about the closet that you get buried in, because there have yeah. been a number of celebrities that did die in the closet. Yes. Um, Rock Hudson was one of them. Yeah, he basically Allegedly. came out when he was... Oh, no, no. He came out... No, he did come out. Sorry. <laughs> he did come out. Anthony Perkins was another one. He was the lead of um, Psycho. Yes, Montgomery Clift as well. Yes. He stayed in the closet. Obviously, Liberace, but I feel like that was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was what? What? Co- that um, was the glass closet, yeah, surely. That, yeah, one hundred percent. But um, another one, Whitney Houston. Oh yeah, allegedly. And I think Robin's written a book. There's so there's two documentaries. Robin has in Dancing on My Own. Robin. No, the Robin that she was in a relationship with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. That- <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> okay. Wow, sweet. You're like which gay Robin, Robin was really dedicated to Whitney. <laughs> and I think it's coming out this year. Ah, yes. I'll be diving into that. Yeah. And a bit closer to home on Aussie soil, we've got some examples. <laughs> Two that really stick out for me is Glass Closets, Ian Thorpe, yep. one of our Olympic swimmers, and um, Australian Idol runner-up Anthony Kalia. Yeah. What was um, fascinating with their sort of coming out stories was that the pair of them at different times in their careers, everyone speculated mm. and assumed because yep. of stereotypes that they were gay and continually pressured them to come out. Which did a lot of damage Which as did, well. did, yep. did do a lot of damage. Yep. But then you know, when they eventually were comfortable enough and ready to come out, Anthony Clear, he came out in 2007. And then seven years later, Ian Thorpe would come out in 2014. And eventually when they did come out, one, it was front page news. Mm. But then two, everybody who had been telling them to come out and just do it, then were eye-rolling and being like, we already know. And it's like, Uh, fucking hold on. Like the heterosexual world being like, you are, aren't you? You are, aren't you? You are. And then it's it's like, oh, why do you have to flaunt it? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, there's obviously different pressures on celebrities. Like a lot of them fear it affecting their work and not being able to find work. Um, And with athletes, their endorsements, and it's an even more homophobic kind of environment male athletes in particular i think like there's still not many of them that are out Mm. even in the performing arts world like when i was training there was a number of guys that weren't out or were straight just that they wouldn't get typecasted well you just have to look at ellen and all the controversy around that episode like i didn't realize the impact it had Oh, it's such a different time now. The protesting. The protests, the ministers, the hate mail, the show, they were hinting that she was going to come out for a while. So this yes. glass closet situation, like she went on talk shows and hinted about it and it was all coming to a point. There was buzz and people knew. And even in the anticipation of that, people were like speaking out against it. There was a bomb threat to the set. A lot of people wanted to be involved. Oprah Winfrey, she plays the therapist. And yes. Laura Dern is the um, the love the interest. Yep. They're a really cute couple. Oh. Um, yeah, it was actually an amazing episode. I like, just love that show. It's really funny. And her four friends, I was just like, yeah. they are just all excellent. And even they, like Laura Dome didn't work for a year because everyone thought she was a lesbian. Oprah Winfrey was getting so much hate mail about it as well. And neither of them really even thought it was like a big deal. And then they did it and it affected kind of everyone. Ellen as well, I think her show didn't last much longer after it. But there was a record viewing 
uh, like 44 million people watched the the finale, but then something happened. I don't know. Something happened where people lost interest or there was too much controversy and it wasn't worth it. But for her, even though she didn't think it was important for her to come out, particularly since everyone kind of thought it anyway, Mm. she said that her not coming out kind of made it seem like there was something wrong with it and she didn't want to kind of give that impression or perpetuate that. But the thing I really liked about the episode is that moment where she can't say she's gay and she just keeps saying, I'm, I'm, and then like it all, it finally comes out and I really related to early on like not being able to say it comfortably. Say it out loud. Like the first couple of times you say it is kind of hard and then it just gets easier and then it's just like you say it. I mean, she, I was watching a talk show and she's like, you don't, you know, say you're gay all the time. I'm like, oh, I think I kind of do. <laughs> like sometimes like you just do. But yeah, I know that not everyone had that experience, but that's something I really liked about the way her coming out in the her show. Coming out, sorry. That kind of shame or stigma or just uncomfortability about saying it. And then yes. once you do and realize that there's nothing wrong with it. I just find it fascinating that a year later, Will and Grace would uh, air on television. True. Yeah. It's like it changed a lot changed a huge amount. And then I watched the interview with Oprah, the right. Oprah special about the episode, mm-hmm. because Ellen had also been on the cover of Time and done an interview with Diane Sawyer. Yes. So Oprah, as she does, she has all the haters on there too and lets them kind of speak and ask Ellen questions. And she handles it really well. She's probably just that sort of person as well. Like, I mean, there's some points where you could tell she was really... Struggling. Kind of struggling. Yeah. Because people were saying like pretty full on stuff and there was some girl that was like hysterical because she was just so offended by the whole thing. And then the woman saying, well, I don't have to go on a Time magazine and say I'm straight. But, but she was so angry about it. Can you so, imagine looking back on it 20 years later and being like, oh, oh my God, I was like, on that she, TV show crying. Yeah. It's it's pretty embarrassing. Like they're cringeworthy. That, yeah. And then Anne Heche comes on. And I just want to say like Anne Heche is like being the butt of many lesbian jokes. I just feel so sorry for her. If she was, like, living in this time, living, she's still alive. If she came out in this time, she would just be, like, queer or pansexual. But everyone was, like, making her kind of define what she was. And she obviously wasn't a lesbian or gay. Like, she'd been with men and she went on to date men as well. But she had this thing with Ellen that was, like, genuine. But, yeah, I just feel bad for her that she had to kind of define oh it God, so Anne originally. Oh, my God, Seven yes. Days, Seven Nights. Yes, it's a great with, movie. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was with Ellen after she yes. came out and they were like a big a big deal. Yeah. She had a cameo in Ellen, I'm pretty sure, where they like Maybe they, bumped into each other met. at the airport or something. You'd know the show better than me. Anyway. I only started watching it last week. <laughs> oh, you absolutely need to, yeah, watch um, it more. Another famous lesbian, mm. not that we're talking about lesbians, we're talking about closets and coming out. Yes. Um, and Cynthia Nixon. Bum. Cynthia Nixon was obviously, as we all know, Miranda Hobbs in Sex and City. Yes. Fabulous, fiery redhead lawyer. Short haired. Short haired, sorry, short haired. And it was after the show finished that she came out. Yeah. And but there was like speculation in the show or like kind of jokes in the show that she was a lesbian. Even the writing of the show, she's mistaken for a lesbian and set up with a woman. That's right, yes. At the baseball game. Mm -hmm. But she's just like adamant she's straight. Well, so she came out in the noughties after she fell in love with this woman and she said that homosexuality for her was a choice which was very controversial not because look I don't think that it's necessarily genetic I think that it's like a nature and nurture factors that can contribute I think that it's not just one thing I don't think like you can raise a gay child on purpose or like anything like that but I think that there's not just like you're born gay and that's all there is uh no I I think it's definitely think that it's genetics just genetics yeah I think that, oh yeah, I think that there's... Gaga, born bo- this way. Boom. <laughs> I think they can, both can play a part. Especially when you're looking more at, like, a spectrum as well. 
Yeah, so she was very much saying that it's a choice, but she doesn't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't either, but the fact that she has the choice means that she is attracted to women, which means she's probably bisexual and just choosing not to be with men, which lots of women would do. There are bisexuals that do that because they don't want to be with men for obvious reasons. So I don't know why she really made a point of being like, I'm a straight and I've chosen to be gay. Right. It's like you have that option because you have an attraction. You literally can't change. Like, I don't think other people have that option. Just like I don't have a choice to be straight. I mean, she says it's like a whole thing about how it doesn't matter how you become homosexual. But it's like if she's saying it's a choice to be gay, it's also a choice to be straight. But then she says it doesn't matter either way. Like, because you could opt out of it. Mm. But I don't feel like I can opt out of it. Nor do I want to. No, absolutely not. You know? So, yeah. I love being gay. Wouldn't have my life any other way. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes. <laughs> but then there are people that obviously don't feel comfortable being gay mm-hmm. within our society, as much as they're not comfortable with it, they do still yes. indulge in same-sex relationships. But, you know, we talk about the closeted individual coming out and, you know, the struggle and whatnot or the struggle of being in the closet, but I can only imagine how hard it would be dating somebody mm. um, oh, totally. who is in the closet. You know, not many people sort of think about the effects that it has on that person who is out but is dating a person in the closet. Oh, to- yep. One of my best mates. Wonderful Jimmy. God love him. I used to, we used to live together. And a few years ago, back in 2016, News Day 2016, he met a guy and we'll call him Citizen Kane yep. for identity purposes. They ended up in a relationship for about a year and a half. Citizen Kane came out as bisexual in high school mm-hmm. to his family, but it was never spoken of. It was very much swept under the rug and it was just not discussed yep. again. So when they were... When they started dating, he was pretty much back in the closet. And Jimmy didn't really know that at the beginning. As the relationship Mm. progressed, bumps in the road sort of popped up. He didn't go meet the family. Never met the family. What about friends? Um, Friends, it took a very long time. Jimmy didn't know where he stood. Great things were happening. You know, Jimmy was falling in love, all that sort of jazz. And there was talk about them moving in together. Like There was Uh, all these plans that was happening. And... Whenever it came to sort of bringing up, like, you know, when do I get to meet the family? He was met with the reply of, I can't come out again. Incredibly humiliating for him. I mean, after a year and a half of having to deal with that sort of bullshit. <laughs> That's quite a long time. Yeah, It's a long time to be pushed in the background, mm. sort of a hidden secret, not knowing where you stand when you go to functions, not knowing what the backstory is, yep. not being able to hold your partner's hand yep. or walk in together and just be able to say, this is my partner. Like it's- I mean, yeah, it, it would be different if it was like a different time and they were both in that situation. Because yeah. you think that would be the opposite. It would probably bring you together yeah, and uh, bond you stronger, even though you had those pressures. But when one person is comfortable and out, comfortable and, and then the out. other one 
isn't and you're like feel like you're living in the 50s yep it creates more of a divide well that was the thing jimmy even said he goes i felt like i was having to step back into the closet and yep. be ashamed mm. of who i was and yeah jimmy just could not do it anymore and as much as it hurt him because mm. he, he's admitted to me to me that it was his first love he goes i couldn't do it and yep. I need to be 100% in my partner's life. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which I yeah. completely understand. It's just awful. Yeah, I think that that situation most often ends with, yeah, the person, the patient to a point that it just is too much yeah. of a strain on their part. It took Jimmy around about a good 12 months of reflection and just dealing with everything to sort of be able to move on. Yep. However, Citizen Kane, <laughs> the uh, next guy that he <gasps> met. Oh, no. <laughs> boom. Relationship all over social media, out to the family, out to the friends. Oh. I've got a number of people that that's happened to, and it's yeah. just fucked. And then you go through that questioning period of like, what was it about me? Why couldn't you have... Yeah, it's what? just like their own just process. Awful. I don't know, but it's really sad for the just person on the awful. other side. Yeah. I could not date somebody in the, in the closet. I mean, you meet me when you're ready, ready to hold my hand in public and proudly introduce me to the world as your partner. Hands that's down. so beautiful. Otherwise... <laughs> Move along. <laughs> well, I remember those those feelings. That's taking me back to when I was in the closet. Oh, let's go back there. Let's go back, Lenny. Tell me when. I was so confused that I don't think I was aware I was in the closet for that long, which is yep. probably good for my mental health. But there was something going on there and explains a lot. So when I came out, it definitely wasn't a big announcement or like a you know, press conference. I didn't sit everyone down. It was kind of like a, a slow process. Yeah. There was something that triggered me realizing and I did have a total freak out about it when it happened. So... My little group of friends, my good gay friend and my good straight friend, we met a girl to kind of join our group and to party with back in the day. And we were just like going out a lot and having- Party friends. Yeah, party friends. Well, the other two are real friends. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, we were partying a lot and I kind of realized, I, I mean, I actually thought this girl was kind of interested in me, but wasn't very sure, but probably because I'm so bad at picking up those signals. But I also didn't really- talk to anyone about it because I was kind of uncomfortable about it. Into it, but uncomfortable. And then I realized that I think I had quite strong feelings for this girl and really wanted something to happen, but like didn't know how and didn't, again, know how to talk about it with her or with friends to kind of get that to happen. Like I had a total kind of crisis, didn't, stopped actually speaking to the, the girl, came to realize these things a bit later that I was gay. For me, like I had to have those kind of strong feelings to really realize, even though now looking back, they're not so strong, but like that connection or perceived connection I had with someone that I was like, you know, like really upset about. And I just couldn't work out why. Later down the track, not that far, I I came out to my best friend at the time. He had actually been dating the girl. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I was in a bit of a love triangle. I mean, both through very my best yes. friend's wedding. Yes. <laughs> Both of us, you know, liking this girl. So that was kind of strange and he'd known me for like a very long time. So it was like quite a shock for him to kind of hear this. And it was also kind of funny because I think he was surprised that I was having feelings for her and not him. Right. So it was like a bit of a like extra thing to process. And another little layer to the story is that the other guy, the gay friend, had feelings for the straight guy. So we're actually a little square. What? A gay guy liking a straight man? This is unheard of. <laughs> so we had like, yeah. So basically the friendship group kind of dissolved and then was rebuilt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Divided, conquered, yeah. and then rebuilt. Yes. We will rebuild. Um, we will rebuild. <laughs> 
And then the process of coming out was just kind of like I told one person and then it was kind of funny because two people accidentally outed me to other people. It was totally fine though. Like yeah. I was ready. I was just doing it in my own really slow way. And some people were definitely easier than others. Yeah. You know, told my mum, told another close friend, made it into this big deal that no one really cared about. I had like a really, really good experience with it. I'm very lucky. Yeah. yeah. Your turn, Brittany. <laughs> My turn. Oh, God, let's get back into the diary. So my coming out of the closet, I guess I knew, deep down, I knew something was up when I was the age of 12, year seven. I specifically remember hiding under my doona in my bedroom, saying to myself that I wasn't. By the time I got to year 11, I 100% knew. And I remember again, once again, being under my doona, saying it out loud. And it was like this weight just lifted off off my shoulders slightly because I was only admitting it to myself. However, I didn't tell. The first person I told was my best friend at the time, Marnie, who was also my first gay friend. Pretty much the beginning of year 12. And I remember we were at a sleepover party and I was so nervous and I was tearing up and we're in our sleeping bags and it was dark and I was holding her hand and I was telling her... And I did the whole delivery of, I think I'm bisexual. Yes. She's like, okay, yep. And the next day I was like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm definitely gay. She's like, hi, I know, I know you just needed to say that. <laughs> I waited until the end of, end of year 12 because I just, I didn't want to be a topic of school. I told every single friend. I subconsciously knew that I needed to tell all of my friends first before I told my family, yep. just in case. Support, yeah. yeah, just mm-hmm. so I knew that I had that support and yep. every single friend was wonderful yep. and they all knew anyway. Yep. And um, once I told all those friends, I then told my family. Mm. I told my mother, she and I were sunbaking on the beach <laughs> down in Rye. I remember telling her and she was totally fine with it. Yeah, I just remember my mum was like, I was like building it up. I was crying. I was calling her on the phone because she doesn't live in Melbourne. I just have to tell you this thing, like this Ellen moment. And like, yep. I trying to say it, couldn't. And she was just like, what's wrong? And then I told her and she was like, and so what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I had to fucking tell you. So thank you. But like, you have to say it, even if it's not important, like they don't care. It's like, they're kind of saying it doesn't matter, but you're like, yes, but I have to tell you because I can't just. Well, this is the thing. It's I mean, but of... I think that will change. But in the society that is dominantly heterosexual, you have to announce, announce it. You, you know, do, as that you woman do. had the problem with it, it's like you have to because it's not the norm. Otherwise, people are, like, confused. Well, this is the thing. Like, I came out to her that day mm. on the beach, 2006. Again, I was 18. You know, she'd been asking me, you know, why don't you have a girlfriend? Why don't you have a girlfriend? And yeah. then I just said, because I'm gay. Yeah. And it was, oh, oh, yes. well, like, I guess I've always known. And anyway, <laughs> we headed home that day and yep. everything. And I was just like, oh, this is great. Like, yep. it just seems that was so easy. Yada, yep. yada, yada. And she said to me, you need to tell your father. Because my parents were separated. Oh, divorced. Okay. Sorry. Yep. She goes, you need to tell your father because he needs to know the same day as me. Russia. I know. Yeah. I took her advice. As soon as I told my dad, first thing he said was, how long has your mother known? And I said, well, since oh, one o'clock today. Wow. I guess more concerned about being equal <laughs> yes. with parents. But at the beginning, they were both very much like that day when they first heard it. Yep. It was, no, 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 you know, we still love you and things mm. don't, you know, it doesn't change anything. And then my mother had a little existential crisis. Okay, yeah. Came to me that night saying, you know, do I need to go see a doctor? <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite full on. But I think it was just mm. a lack of education yep. and knowledge on her behalf. You know, she saw me as, is he just confused? Mm-hmm. Dad would then 
turn around to my brother and I'd find this out years later and say to him or say to both my brothers that they just needed to take me to a brothel <gasps> because that would fix me. Oh. I was lucky enough in the sense that my friend Marnie, the day after I came out, she took me to Adelaide. It was like 19, the yeah. 1960s and I was a pregnant teen going abroad <laughs> for two weeks. But I went to Adelaide and just had two weeks away from yeah. my family. In those two weeks, mum took a lot of time to reflect. Yeah. She reached out to friends. Mm -hmm. She spoke to a lot of different people and realised and then was very apologetic about yeah. the way that she behaved. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the 13, 14 years that I've been out, she especially has grown quite a lot. She was incredibly naive about the, the gay community, whereas yep. now she's very well informed and <laughs> has definitely embraced it a lot more. But yep. it's interesting because everyone just assumes that I, you know, burst out of a, out of a yes. vagina with bottles of glitter yep. and was parading down the street. But it was actually quite a full-on experience. Yep. And of course, we've got the fabulous anthem and one of my <laughs> favourite songs Same. by Diana Ross, I'm Coming Out, which clearly... She is a gay icon. Yeah. And what's amazing about this song is that when it was originally presented to her, she didn't actually want to do it because she thought that people would think that she, she was, was coming out as a lesbian. But yep. her producers pushed her and said, yep. no, 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 you want to sing this song. Yes. And, and they were right. Yeah. Fucking exploded. <laughs> yep. And there are also films like Moonlight and Love, Simon. Love, Love, Simon. Based on the book Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which debuted in 2018 and is the first major studio film about a gay teenager coming out. Oh, and Jennifer Garner's, sorry, spoiler alert, but Jennifer <laughs> Garner's beautiful motherly speech where she's just like, it's time to exhale. I'm just like, oh, oh God, why didn't we all have mothers that just said that? <laughs> Love you, mum, but oh, God. Um, and finally, we've got The Glass Closet, as we mentioned earlier. It's a book, Why Coming Out is Good for Business. It's by John Brown, and he talks about being gay in the workplace and discussing that being out increases productivity, which makes a lot of sense because people that aren't out in the workplace experience the same things of people who are just closeted generally in life. Like, they can experience depression and just feel very drained and exhausted at the end of the day, and that, they, you know, even if they're only hiding sexuality from their co-workers, it yep. still takes a strain it kind of puts these like blocks up as well like sometimes someone makes a mistake about the sex of your partner and you don't bother to correct them like sometimes I don't I'm not definitely not closeted at work or anywhere intentionally but it's still that sort of same thing where you're like oh, I can't be bothered coming out to this stranger that I've just you know met or someone at school or definitely but people don't. think I'm straight so uh, yeah. no people don't mistake me for that at all <laughs> straight people think I'm straight ever uh, yeah That brings us to the end of our episode. Yep. Now, before we go out, I just wanted to quickly say that for any of our listeners who aren't out yet or are struggling with coming out, please know that no matter what you are, you're not alone. There is a wider family and community that will always accept you with open arms, and I truly do mean that. We're all in this together, so please don't be afraid to ask for help, and please don't be afraid to be you. Amen. So, on that note... I'm getting a little bit teary, Lenny. Yeah, you went deep. On that note. Yeah. Um, Thanks for sharing it all with us. You can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And <laughs> do send us any Instagram. Uh, God. On that Send note. us any word, word suggestions. Yeah, thanks so much for, for tuning in. For tuning in. Yep, and we'll be back listening. in another fortnight for another fabulous word. Yep. And it's been an absolute pleasure, it as has. always. It's been a hoot. It has. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.